0: This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.
1: Fired out of the cannon! Jr. goes to the lead at Daytona! Dale Earnhardt Jr. will lay claim to his first NASCAR Winston Cup victory.
0: Dale Earnhardt Jr. has won the Daytona
2: 500...
0: Hey everybody, it's Dale Jr and we're back for another episode of the Dale Jr Download. And this one's going to be a lot of fun and unique because we're out of town recording this actually on the back porch of Amy's sister Katie's house. So, yeah. we're in Bull Verde, Bullverde, Texas. We're in Verde, Texas and you hear Amy here. <laughs> she's going <laughs> to she's going to be my guest co-host. So thanks Amy.
2: Thanks for having me, honey.
0: Yes, ma'am. And uh we got a couple beers here uh we're going to talk about uh texas and all kinds of fun stuff so uh we'll get right to it all right so let's talk about texas real quick uh we finished fifth it was a great finish for us obviously uh the best finish this season our first top five since june of 2016 we missed a lot of races last year but we didn't uh we didn't uh you know, didn't have very good runs early in this season, so this has been great for the team. Right. I was real proud of the guys for sticking it out and staying plugged, <laughs> staying plugged in.
2: Well, they weren't going to run away, honey.
0: Right. Well, I know, <laughs> but we, we tend to get down and upset with each other or yeah. upset about how we run, and a lot of times the team can kind of implode on itself, and right. I was really proud of them.
2: It's a lot of stress. I guess. it. It is.
0: Uh, we, had a great, uh, we had a great pit strategy thanks to Greg Ives and the guys on the pit box. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a great call for four tires late in stage two where we were running sixth. And that allowed us to stay out between the stage two and stage three break. And we restarted third. There was a lot of green flag runs through the final stage, and we stayed in the top five pretty much the whole time. So, yes. Great job by Great s- job. Yep. Great job by Greg and the guys. Uh, it's a great morale boost for the team after such a tough start. Uh, For a lot of that final stage, we were one of the quicker cars, and it was great to race around uh, some of the guys that have been up front all season uh, to see how their cars work uh, and how we measure up against them. True X, Harvick, uh, Keselowski, the Penske cars have been real good all season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Great day for HMS overall, obviously, with Jimmy winning the race. We were fifth and Chase was ninth. Chase had a great car, just uh, the strategy didn't quite work out for them. uh, The way they ran ran the race. Another guy who had a great run was our pal Blaney.
2: Yeah, he sure did.
0: Yeah. So, you know, me and Blaney patched things up in the uh, bus lot this weekend. We talked about uh, trying to race races without running into each other so we can get back to drinking beer together. (laughs) And uh, All the important things. Yeah. Everything's good there, but... You know, it's something to – it's not surprising for me to see him run good, but it does – I do have to remind myself that he's in a Wood Brothers car because that's pretty incredible for that team in that car to yeah. be relevant again and in the sport. And running
2: well consistently.
0: It's great for NASCAR. It's very cool. It is. So uh, we, uh, we had a little uh, – there was a lot of talk on Twitter and stuff about our, uh, how hot the race was. I We had a lot of trouble with our AC unit not yeah. working. Jimmy had some problems with his drink system not working. Um, our AC unit, I think, needs to be rerouted and put in a better place for it to accept air. Jimmy has a different drink system than me. I basically just have a regular old hose that you <laughs> siphon right. the fluid out of a bag, right?
2: Okay. And so he, you're siphoning?
0: Yeah, just like you'd siphon gas out of a gas tank if you were trying to steal it. Okay. Um, That's not something I've done, but... Well, <laughs> if you have to borrow gas from something to get something else to run, which I've done before. Okay. Uh. <clears throat> Jimmy has an electric system that pumps the fluid through mm-hmm. and into the helmet, and I never ran that because I was afraid it would break. Right. Um, so that was interesting that he had a problem with his, and that would be terrible not to be able to get anything to
2: drink. I can't even believe that.
0: And the heat that we had—that's so hot in those Your cars. Your face
2: was so red after that race for hours. It was. Yeah.
0: We really we we kind of trimmed down the driver comfort. What do you mean? If it affects performance. Okay. So the inlet for this. Air that comes into the helmet is actually not in a really good place, and that's because it's if if we put it anywhere else, it's bad for aerodynamics. So, a lot of things that the drivers do without is because of it affects the performance on the car.
2: Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: But I also I told him I said, look, I said we got to do a little bit better job and get me a little more comfortable in some of these hotter races. And especially the, with the summer coming. So uh, we're going to talk about the repave a little bit. This was a brand new configuration down in Turn 1 and 2. Turn 3 and 4 were stayed the same. The track uh, was kind of awkward at first. When we, when we got there, the entrance and the transition into Turn 1 was completely different, obviously, mm-hmm. and really, really unusual. Uh, but halfway through the race, it, uh, it really seemed to come together and make sense to me as a driver going around the track. And I had a lot of fun with the track and the race. So you just
2: got used to this new groove? Is that what yes. you're saying? Yes, it was
0: really unusual and awkward at first. Okay, and we kept doing it wrong. Is <laughs> for lack of a better kept doing better, it yeah, wrong. You're
2: doing it wrong. I
0: know it. So I did it wrong a lot till the race started, and we kind of got got into repetitive uh, rhythm. Rhythm, yeah, and that that really um, you know leads me to another thing. The track did an amazing job uh, working on the the surface and the groove to widen it out, not only to give us a a track that we could actually use, because we didn't come in there early Thursday and run all day like we typically do at the repays. which I thought uh, Saturday, I was like, man, I wish we would have came in here Thursday and ran and ran and ran and got some rubber down. Mm -hmm. But they took this tire monster and ran around the racetrack on Saturday night and they ran in a second groove. And I'm thinking to myself, this ain't going to (laughs) work. And I told everybody Sunday morning, I said, this is just going to be a single groove track, but it wasn't. I got up there in the middle of the race and found some speed and was able to get around some guys and not be held up so bad on by lap cars and so forth.
2: Yeah, that's and pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and to start of the race you wouldn't dare restart on the outside groove. Much less want to be up there in the uh starting in second, fourth, sixth, and eighth, tenth whatever. By halfway through the race, you saw the leader start to take the outside groove and it was awesome to be in the outside groove mm-hmm. in second, third, second, fourth, sixth and eighth and tenth and you could really you know, charge. Use the track. Yeah, it was great. So good job by um, Eddie Eddie Gossage and and all the team for working so hard to get uh, that track ready to go. They did an amazing job. I like to be hard on Eddie, but he did an awesome <laughs> job.
2: Why do you like to be hard on Eddie? He
0: pushes my buttons, <laughs> man. Some of the things he does as a promoter. Um, rub, too
2: flashy for rub you. Rub
0: me wrong a little bit every once in a while, but. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> when me and Teresa were kind of battling about what to do as far as me staying with the EI or going to Hendrick, yeah. he would, he put up billboards that said stuff like evil stepmother versus the son. Oh, no way. Oh yeah. They were all over the interstate.
2: Well, that's going to make <clears throat> me think differently of him now.
0: Right. Yeah. He, he, sorry Eddie. And he had a goat with a three on it that he wanted me to see. So he one, really
2: does like and appreciate you. Yes. He just goes this, too far, some yeah. With that,
0: so he has this goat you. and he brings it to the track. and He goes, He comes up to me, and he's like, Hey, there's a guy with a goat and uh, it's got a three on it. He's in, he's in the media center. I figured you might want to come see it. I'm like, Hell no, I don't want to see this freaking goat. <laughs>
2: Poor goat. Why is the goat at the racetrack? He's like,
0: Oh, you don't? I'm like, No, but he still held this press conference with a freaking goat uh, for what? I don't know. Um, um so some of that stuff is a little weird, but yeah, anyhow, great job, Eddie. So that's Texas. We're pretty happy. Starting 37th, I was a little worried, but it's a long race, and and the strategy was really key. So good job on Greg and the team. The guys had great stops. The car was fast all weekend, and that was great. All right, so we um, talked about Texas. One of the things that happened this past weekend, pre-qualifying inspection, about eight or nine cars didn't make it through. The 88 car was one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason why um, this is happening this year, I guess, a little more than usual, is if you there's a lot of stations in the tech line, and if you fail any one of those stations going through there, you have to start the whole process all over again. That's, that's something they
2: long thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's something they didn't do last year. And what happened was guys were rigging the system so they would fail certain stations on purpose to get and and then oh. pass. So you could you get you if you got a passing grade on one mm-hmm. station, you didn't have to go back through it. But they found advantages and ways to manipulate their cars by failing certain stations, passing others, and then going back and and passing the failed station. Okay. And uh, guys were literally failing stations on purpose. Uh, So NASCAR has made it to where if you fail any station, you go through the whole process again, and that keeps the cars a lot more legal and inside the rule book. So I'm very proud of NASCAR for policing this and cracking down on the teams and uh i believe in very strict rules and very severe penalties for any infraction in that you know that's rule breaking in the sport so yeah. i'm really happy about that and uh, even if it's us involved uh it's important that the sport has a lot of integrity and that certainly is something that can maintain that uh we talked about uh a little bit of chatter on Twitter in the last couple of days has been the fans are not too happy with the time and the number of laps between the stages.
2: Yeah, it's kind of awkward. I'll, I'll agree with that.
0: So, the first two stages Sunday were 85 laps. The first one uh, is ran till lap 85, but mm-hmm. the second stage don't, didn't go green till lap 93. So, there's eight laps there. Um,
2: it's just hard to keep track of.
0: <clears throat> right. Uh, the second stage ended at lap 170, but the final stage didn't start till 178.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Inside the car, it doesn't feel like these are very long cautions. I don't know why, but it just doesn't seem to dawn on me. Well, I don't
2: feel like as a driver, you can't really log normal. cautions anyway. Well, they're
0: longer. It's about twice as long as the typical caution. Okay. Um, and the reason why it's longer is because when the caution comes out for the end of the stage, the TV created this stage or created this caution. Mm-hmm. Uh, these cautions and this stage racing came from the network's um, they want an opportunity to play commercials oh, without, okay. l- without missing any race action.
2: Okay, so fans are thinking they're missing out on something? Or are they no, worried about they that? they just
0: don't like the time it takes oh. for the, stage, we'll the next stage th- to start. Hmm. But the stage, uh, so the caution comes out, they play a commercial, they keep pits closed so that when TV returns, they can open pits and show the pit stops, okay. right? So yeah. the fans don't miss the pit stops. So we have to wait for the commercial to run, then we have the, then we have the pit, pit stops, and then after the pit stops, TV and radio both interview the stage winner. All right, and then we go back to green. That is a lot. It is a lot. It doesn't really bother me, uh, but one thing that NASCAR has talked about, and this is from Steve O'Donnell himself. This is, uh, they've talked about the idea of not counting those caution laps. So mm-hmm. there's still going to be eight caution laps, but they're not going to count them, so the fans don't feel like they're getting cheated out of laps in the race itself. They get to see. right. All the re- all the lapses. What
2: does that do for your for your crew chief, though?
0: Well, are still we putting ha-
2: laps on your car, right?
0: Well, we have a lot of um, we have a lot of programs and, and uh, a lot of information. Uh, all those computers up on the pit box for the races; those guys are sitting there crunching numbers and understanding fuel mileage. It throws all that stuff in the trash. Okay. So the teams don't want it. The right. crew chiefs don't want it. Uh, the drivers, I don't know that I don't know. They're probably split down the middle. But uh, the drivers are going to want pretty much whatever the crew chiefs or the owners want. So the crew chiefs don't really want it. But again, this is from Steve O'Donnell. and I quote: "It's not necessarily shortening the stages by running those caution laps. The stage break is put into place to allow for commercial breaks, and uh, NASCAR is looking at how to how to keep the strategy still involved, but possibly not count those caution laps in the future. And this would be for 2018. So they're going to see they're going to see how it plays out throughout the rest of this season." And possibly make a change in 2018. But I hope that they don't do this.
2: Um, It's just more change. It is. I think people will get used to it. It's just more change. Take advantage of the break. (laughs) Go to the bathroom. Get a drink.
0: Uh, For reference, this race, uh, this Texas spring race over the past five years, this this race was three hours and 24 minutes this past weekend. The year before, three hours and 37. The year before that, three hours and 33. So the race itself isn't longer because of these breaks. Hmm. But the fans do not like... All those caution laps counting and not seeing some action, race action. Oh,
2: well, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. They want, they're want they fine with the laps being there, I suppose, but maybe they want them to not count.
2: They want to see their driver have and more the competition s- They want laps. the
0: stages to be a specific number of laps.
2: Yes, I can understand that.
0: All right, so moving on. Fans in the industry think that the race experience would be improved with better Wi-Fi at the track. Jeff Gluck had tried <laughs> to tweet something out from Pit Road Sunday, and it didn't go out because there was limited service out there. I've seen this myself. Yeah. Uh, this isn't new because of Sprint leaving the sports, so that don't, don't, go, don't, don't go to that angle. We've noticed this over the years, and uh, you'll see this at any sporting event. Whenever everybody shows up, especially on Sunday, mm-hmm. right around lunch, you can't get a text out. You can't get a tweet out. Right. You can't send. You can't post anything. Uh, the the this is important because for the fan, the social media and the social experience is a big deal. Yes. And uh, especially
2: for younger people. Right.
0: I mean, that's part of the enjoyment of being able to say, "Look where I'm at," or "Look what I'm seeing," and and yeah. showing people yeah. where you know, showing your friends or family this awesome
2: time we're having. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: So uh, yeah, I think NASCAR is a little behind of other sports stadiums uh, in offering this type of experience or this type of, uh, you know, this type of, what would you say, what would you call that? Um, amenity?
2: Amenity? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's. Right. I mean, it shouldn't feel like an amenity, though. It's kind of common now. Yeah. Even you can do everything everywhere right. except for the racetracks. Awesome point. I feel like Snapchat filters should have fun things for the racetracks. Like, yep. each racetrack should have its own little thing. There should be fun things like that on every social media platform mm-hmm. that encourages people to use it.
0: I agree. So... Hopefully that's going to improve, um, but yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that I do that allows you to have a little more access uh, with your phone is to turn off your LTE mm-hmm. that and use three G and four G because most people will leave on their LTE and they're all fighting for that service. Same service, sure. And nobody's really using three G and four G as much, so there's some opportunity there at least.
2: You're not. You're going to lose some of your opportunities now that you've shared. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a little trick we do. Yeah. This weekend, we went uh, to, to Pittsburgh to uh, talk to high school coaches and high school athletic trainers uh, at the United Pittsburgh Medical Center Concussion Symposium. And uh, this was a lot of fun for me. I was honored to be asked to go talk. Yeah, Last sure. year, the, lead, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers was the guest speaker. This year, it was me. I was really honored to do it. Uh, some people on Twitter thought that I was paid to go there, but I'd never accept money to be... Uh, discussing those type of things. Or well, you're really
2: to, good friends with your doctor, so yeah. he, well, I can understand him it's, wanting it's, to.
0: That felt like a little bit of a charitable arm, sure. Kind of deal. I would never accept money to do anything like that, but it was a lot of fun to to go talk to those folks, try to educate them, uh, give them information to take back to their their and kids. Share your experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and also, this past weekend, we unveiled the race car that we're going to be running at Pocono in June. <laughs> The the Philadelphia Eagles paint scheme. So, Exalta paired up with the Philadelphia Eagles, and they want me to run an Eagles car at Pocono. Being a Redskins fan, this was very difficult for me to wrap my brain around. I complained to my car owner, Rick Hendrick, who told me to grin and bear it. (laughs) And we will... uh,
2: That was even before he even really told you what the car was about. Yeah.
0: So, there is a great spin on this, though. Uh, there's a program that the Eagles have called the All-Pro Teachers Program, and they're gonna recong- they are going to recognize outstanding 6th through 12th grade teachers in the tri-state area for their contribution to their students, school, and community. And, exalt the, e- and the Eagles will select 10 teachers to be honored. And so this is going to be a pretty cool program to, to be a witness to and to be a part of. Absolutely. And uh, unfortunately, I'll have to uh, have an Eagles car. To do it. But um, if you want to learn more about this particular program, you can visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash All Pro Teachers. So, uh, yeah, you know, I th- it'll be cool to learn about this particular program. And uh, we certainly enjoy, through our foundation at uh, the Dale Junior Foundation at Junior Motorsports, we enjoy helping our community. And, and we've done a lot for our schools. A around lot of there. local things, yes. Right. So this will be kind of cool.
1: This is your Exalta Race Center Update. I'm Mike Davis. Junior Nation can breathe again as Dale Jr. and the Exalta Race team finally put together a complete race and came home with a fifth place finish at Texas on Sunday. It was Junior's first top five since June 6, 2016 at Pocono, which was the week before his concussion at Michigan and five weeks before his abrupt end to the 2016 season. With the finish, Dale Jr. jumps up five spots in the cup standings and is now 20th heading into the off week. In the Xfinity race on Saturday, William Byron's number nine Exalta Prefert Chevrolet led Junior Motorsports with 17 laps led and a seventh place finish. Elliott Sadler ended up 10th and he maintained his points lead. Justin Allgaier finished 13th and Michael Annette 20th. In the late models, Junior Motorsports Josh Berry won the first twin 40 at Hickory Motor Speedway Saturday night and he finished third in the second race. Anthony Alfredo finished sixth and seventh respectfully. The win was Berry's second win of the season. If you weren't following Exalta Racing on social media over the weekend, you missed out on up-to-the-minute updates, photos, and information on Dale Jr. Exalta Racing has you covered on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All you have to do, search them at Exalta Racing. Follow and enjoy.
0: Now we're going to answer some of our Ask Junior questions. We compiled these through Twitter using the hashtag Junior. As always, send your questions throughout the week, and we'll answer as many As we can on the podcast. So, Amy, these are going to probably (laughs) be geared mainly toward you.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Um, And we'll go ahead and kick it right off. No pressure. Daniel uh, wants to know, do rowdy infields ever keep you awake at the track?
2: They have before. um, Not too bad. Talladega is always pretty rowdy.
0: You know, the... We haven't, we've been staying in condos uh, in Pocono, but, but when we stay in the track, they oh, have, have fireworks all loud. night long. Yeah. The fans are firing all fireworks.
2: I would be sad though going to those racetracks if I didn't hear that.
0: Yeah. It's, it's just
2: part of the atmosphere. Yeah.
0: I get jealous.
2: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely.
0: When I'm hearing the fans like hollering having and having fun, fun <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> no shit. Know what
2: it, I want to know what it actually looks like. I've driven yeah. through the infield at Talladega, but only like on a Thursday at 3 p.m.
0: Yeah. Well, I've we'll never seen on the it golf in full firm. action. We'll get, off, get on the golf cart and go riding around. And check it out. All right. Uh, how do you ensure good night's sleep before the race?
2: You don't. Yeah. You just try. Yep. We, we went to bed at 9 o'clock before the last race. We, we did. We slept for about 12 hours. Saturday
0: night before Texas, we went to bed at 9 o'clock and woke up at 9.
2: Yeah. yeah we did. Easy peasy. Yep. I guess we don't have kids, so going to sleep's not too hard. Yeah.
0: Jay Huey, he wants to know, what is your favorite part of, about Kau- Kauai? Kauai? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess my favorite part was... The hiking we did—it was pretty peaceful.
0: What's the one thing you definitely suggest doing when someone goes there? That trail?
2: I would say hiking. Yeah. Um, what was that trail called? Do you remember? I don't remember. I, don't I really don't. We it only did al- half of it because we really we weren't prepared. We four miles. We, we went, went two four miles
0: in and two miles and out, and
2: we parked a mile away, so we made it six.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> and they count. Yes, they count. Our feet were soggy and soaked and wet because we didn't write. We really didn't pack or wear anything appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely do that. Um, learn to surf. It's a really big surf community on yeah. the North Shore. Every island has their North Shore, but um, we watch the surfers every morning. I kind of got jealous of that. I wish we would have done that.
0: All right. Well, Ann, when you all have kids, would you want them to be a race car driver? It's, I know that um, it'd be hard for me. I'll just say this. I definitely want, will not like push, push that it? on them okay. at all. I'd rather them probably not be race car drivers. Why? It's freaking expensive.
2: What did you pay to be a race car driver?
0: My dad paid a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... There there,
2: there, there, I see.
0: So I think, um, yeah, I would I would be super proud if that's what they wanted to do, but it's such a heart. The only reason I would
2: discourage it is because I'd be scared. Really? As a mom, sure. You want your kids to be...
0: There's a lot of... Safe, so... Yeah, there's a lot of good and bad about racing. Yeah. You know, and I think that it's... It's um it's hard on your it's hard on your psyche and your self. Yeah. You know, so I would be super proud if they went to college and got an awesome degree.
2: Well, I want them super, to do that either way.
0: Super great job. That would be really cool. <laughs> um All right, Marie, name three living people you would like to sit down with and have dinner.
2: Living people. Okay. Um Jack Nicholson. Andy Cohen. Yeah. I think he's just super fun. And Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? Yeah. I've always really liked her.
0: Interesting. All right. Joe Lee wants to know, who is more spoiled, Gus, Junebug, <laughs> or Dale Jr.? Gus is like, you me.
2: <laughs> he answered himself. <laughs> me. me. Um, I would say you, Yeah. Dale Jr. I Dale and I both spoil the dogs, but the world spoils Dale, so I <laughs> have to say that you're more spoiled.
0: <laughs> That's one I didn't want to win. <laughs> Smack88 asked, are you going to run a special paint scheme at, for the Kansas race in May, the Kansas night race? Yes, we are running a special car for Mountain Dew, and uh, we'll be unveiling that on social media in the next month or so, I'm sure. 88Coconut says, what's your favorite meal to cook for each other?
2: Um, you've, I think you've only cooked me French toast, so I'd have to go yeah. with that, but you did a really good job. Awesome. It was delicious.
0: Amy makes a really cool... Uh, I love anything with buffalo sauce, so she makes a buffalo chicken soup. Mm-hmm. So how, does, how do you make that?
2: Well, it's a paleo recipe, so you make it with no dairy. Um, are you wanting to talk about the cauliflower part? Right.
0: Yeah. Hey, how do you make it?
2: Um, you boil it's a really bunch of cool vegetables and the chicken like, all together. I don't like And you pull the chicken out and blend the soup up so okay. it's thick because of the vegetables. Yeah. So that's what makes it, cool it I
0: think it's cool because I don't hate cauliflower, but it's not like something I really like to eat. It's kind of a boring vegetable. To yes. Think. But I'm eating a ton of it in that soup. So. Yeah. The Wrench. Are you the going, what? The the Wrench. He wants to know, are you going to drive in the Better Half Dash?
2: I don't think so. I, lo- I really enjoyed doing that a couple of years ago. Um, since we're going to maybe start trying to and build our family, I don't want to break myself. All right.
0: Okay. Summary, Mike, What is the be- what has been the biggest adjustment for you both since getting married?
2: Mine has been seeing you in spandex.
0: Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. That came out so quickly. I'm a little worried. (laughs) That must... uh, You're almost... I know you're not joking. (laughs) Um, Mine has been to get the lid down on the toilet. Yeah. So... I don't know why I
2: waited till we got married to really let you know how strongly I felt about that, but...
0: You have. It came on strong. Let me know very strongly. I thought all these years... Getting the seat down was the big deal, but it's actually the
2: lid, too. Just get it all down. Yes. If you and don't... I'm
0: getting some agreement. Yes, over it's here. pretty gross.
2: My sister's um, Katie high-fiving agrees. me. She says the same thing. If you flush the toilet with the seat up, you're basically give it, putting off an overspray of bacteria and all kinds of stuff. And mm. whatever room, whatever's in there is getting that. So put your toothbrush away if you don't have someone in your household that flushes with the toilet seat up
0: crazy blonde wants to know besides the germany trip where we got engaged our wedding in the honeymoon what is the overall best experience we've had together
2: well we probably have different ideas of this but i've i've done a lot of fun things with dale we've done um a lot of trips and things like that i enjoyed getting to go around the racetrack in the car with him and it was years ago so it was pretty early on in a relationship but rick had Uh, you take some of his friends around the racetrack Mm -hmm. and so you took me with you and took me around and then encouraged me heavily to get in the car and drive which was terrifying for obvious reasons so they strapped me in the car and i didn't even know how to turn the thing on (laughs) and dale refused to get in the car with me so rick bless his heart got in the car and rode around with me and i almost blew the motor because i downshifted in the turn it was terrifying, but super cool. But I enjoyed getting in the car with you and just getting a taste of what it was like. Yep.
0: All right, Scott, What's our last question. He wants to know what we did on our first date.
2: Wait, you didn't answer what your favorite thing.
0: Oh, that was definitely my favorite thing, taking you for a lap in a race car.
2: Really? Heck yeah. Well, let's do it again. All right. Okay.
0: We got a better, faster car these days, so we can definitely do it well, again. Well, damn. Let's the, do it. Yeah, the one that I took the Facebook guy around. Mark Zuckerberg. Yes.
2: Yeah, that was cool.
0: That was a fast car. So Scott Glover, he wants to know what we did on our first date. And I think we both remember this.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe you should describe it. I want to hear how you describe oh my God. it.
0: So uh, I took Amy to, uh, I knew she's from Texas and probably like Mexican. So we went to a place called Prickly Pear. Mm-hmm. And we ate, uh, I remember she ordered black bean soup as an appetizer. <laughs> and then uh, we ate and it was great food. And we left.
2: That's that's how you're going to tell the story. So we sat down (laughs) in this super cute restaurant. It's called the Prickly Pear. It's built out in an old church. And we order our our soup and our food at the same time. So it all comes out at the same time. And he ordered corn chowder. I ordered black bean soup. And he didn't like his, so he ate mine, ate his. And ate all of his food in time to go. Really, really short amount of time. So stood up Where's and then said, hey, let's, I'm ready to go. And he wasn't kidding. He looked at me and he was jingling his keys. I really <laughs> did not even get to eat dinner.
0: <laughs> jingling my keys. <laughs> All right, that's our uh, – gra- thanks, Amy, for coming on and doing the asked Junior questions. No problem. These are really Ask Amy questions. We're going to look ahead now. Uh, the off week, obviously, we're spending some time with – Family and friends, uh, looking forward to the Easter weekend. It's only—it's uh, one of only two off weekends this season. The next one isn't until late August, so we got lots of work ahead of us. But um,
2: some of our good friends are actually getting married this Saturday. That's right. Yeah, Adam. Yeah. Adam is Dale's interior guy, and he is marrying one of my good friends, Alexa, and we are sadly missing it. Um, but wishing them the very, very best. Yep.
0: They are two great, great people, so it's going to be fun to uh, to see the pictures. I told him, I said, I wish I was there to see the look on his face when she comes right. down the aisle because I know that from from my experience, that is the best part.
2: The biggest anticipation. <clears throat> Man, yeah. it's awesome.
0: Um, so excited for them. I hope everyone is having a great week and has an awesome Easter this weekend. Uh, next Tuesday, me and Amy will be back recording again. Uh, Out of office, so we will not be in the Exalta Studios at Junior Motorsports until April 25th. So if you want to come and listen to the show, watch, and get some autographs or pictures, come on out to Junior Motorsports on April 25th at 8 in the morning on Tuesday. So me and Tyler will be in the studio and that'll be a lot of fun. The more people we had, like thirty folks come right. out last week.
2: Is that nerve-wracking doing that with a big audience like that? No,
0: it's not. And I'm. We actually talked about removing some of the windows or making windows that opened.
2: Uh-huh. So you can hear some of that. So chatter. they
0: can interact with the show uh-huh. and putting in some more tables or some maybe some comfortable bleachers. Maybe you should
2: just get rid of your shop altogether and make the whole thing a radio store.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, we're we thinking about creating a area for audience to interact with the show, which I think would be fun. Maybe we could actually go out there and ask them some questions. Yeah.
2: Turn it into Michael Waltrip with your headset running around asking people things.
0: I hear you. (laughs) All right. Does everybody remember Wendell Jr.'s Ride? Yes. All right. So it's back. And you can go to WendellJuniorsRide.com to buy a $25 raffle ticket for the Dale Jr. Foundation's annual Wendell Jr.'s Ride raffle. We've teamed up again with Chevrolet to give away a 2017 Corvette Grand Sport Super Coupe. Super cool car. Yep. With a 3LT and a Heritage package. It is yellow, and I've got it in my garage. Me and Amy are going to take it on a few date nights we before we th- give it away. Oh, cool. Uh, remember, WendellJrSRide.com. WendellJrSRide.com. Go buy a $25 raffle ticket.
2: Some people have won too, just buying one ticket, so don't think you have to buy a ton to have a chance at this.
0: Okay, so this is what's great about buying a ticket and winning this car. You actually uh, become great friends with everybody else who's won this car over the last couple years because those folks all stay in touch, and they travel up to Junior Motorsports about once a year with their cars. And we all have fun taking pictures and talking. Uh, So they
2: created their own little family. Yeah,
0: they did. And if you win this car, I will give it to you myself. And uh, we'll spend the afternoon chatting it up. So. (laughs) I bet they can't wait. WendellJuniorsRide.com. All right, everybody. I think that's going to be the show. We're going to wrap this up. And remember, we're recording again next week, but not at Junior Motorsports. So don't come out there looking for us. Until April 25th. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. Again, Amy, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, babe. Yep. And um, Tyler, was uh, you were missed, but I know you're going to edit this really, really well. Uh, thanks to our friends at Exalta for making this show and all of our shows on Dirty Mo' Radio happen. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the Dell Jr. download through DaleJr.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and all the major podcasting outlets. Let us know your feedback on Twitter. You can uh, at me, uh, at Dale Jr., or at Overstreet, Tyler. Uh, this week, you can also send uh, your feedback to at Amy Earnhardt, if you wish, and also, as usual, at Dirty Mo' Radio or the Dirty Mo' Radio Facebook page. See you guys next week. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio.